Hello, welcome to a new episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, yeah, I guess one word to describe this weekend for the Penguins is uh, shit. Utter, basically, yeah, utter shit. Um, you know, we thought, you know, they stopped, would stop the bleeding after those two wins, but this weekend was just unacceptable on many levels. Of course, the 5 2 and 6 2 setbacks to the Washington Capitals and Carolina Hurricanes. Um, where, where do I begin, um, honestly, at this point? I'm just I'm trying to think of, you know, where to begin, basically. But um, the goaltending has just really been bad lately. Um, I thought against the Camels, I, I thought it was more on the defensive. Um, just more on the defense of just allowing the odd man rushes than Matt Murray. I thought Matt Murray was making some good saves. I'm surprised they didn't score more than five goals. Um, a lot of the goals that Murray gave up were honestly, some of those were very unsavable because the defense just basically started taking a dump on the ice. That's, I think, been the biggest issue um, outside of the goaltending hitting the tank and their shooting percentage has been um, the defense these last few uh, games. It's just... It's not looking like anything we saw um, from the first 50 to 60 games of the season where they were limiting scoring chances against at a very high level. Um, it's looking a lot like they did against the Islanders where, you know, they would score and then boom, they, they gave up, uh, they'll give up an on-man rush and then a goal right after. I think I was trying to count as I was watching the game on Saturday against the Capitals. It was probably about, what, five to six odd-man rushes in a row at times. Um, there's making bad pinches, uh, the forwards letting the defensemen out to dry, making weird um, plays on two-on-one, but not taking away the pass, trying to take away um, the shot, I think. It, like They had very easy passes for the two-on-one, and then it was an open net, and Murray has no chance on those. That, and that's just some very bad plays, like I said, just pinching the offensive zone when it doesn't need to be. Um, the Jack Johnson-Justin Schultz pairing is a complete disaster. Um, it's just... That's basically all I can say about that pairing is that it is a complete and utter disaster. Jack Johnson has just been, I think Chad said this over the weekend, uh, Matt Chad 4 and 2, minus 8 in his last 11 games. And, you know, I think plus minus is one of the most useless stats in hockey. Um, but, you know, when you're a min- when it adds up to that and you're almost a minus 10 in your past 10 games or whatever, that's 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 pretty bad. And Justin Schultz... He's just not cutting it either. I know people. a lot of people want to see a Yuso Rikla chad Ruido pairing. You know, I, I think it would be decent, uh, but I, do I see Mike Sullivan doing that? Honestly, I just, I really, really don't. I really don't think that they're going to do that, especially with how much the coach staff loves Jack Johnson for whatever reason. He's just been a disaster. He made a bunch of plays during this weekend. He was like, looked down to block a shot when there was, but the guy wasn't even about to shoot and left a wide open um, player and then he scores. So Jack Johnson continues to make Jack Johnson mistakes. Um, I will say this. This is probably one of the first times I've said this on the podcast. Chris Letang needs to be a lot better. Uh, making some really bad turnovers these past couple games. He's been kicked off the first power play unit, um, you know, by not keeping the uh, puck in the zone. You know, he's not shooting it enough, I think. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely been bad. You know, when a player like that is bad, I'll say it. I'm not going to hesitate to say, like, you know, I'm not going to have these biases when a player is bad. I won't say they're bad. I will I will literally say that he's bad. I think needs to be. I think they need more from Sidney Crosby. He's been. I mean, I may get catch some heat for this, but you know he's kind of been a little bit mediocre since coming back. And you know, is he 100? I, I I don't know. You know, they, they, the way he's playing right now, I'm not really sure. He's been one of their best defensive forwards on the ice this season. He's obviously their best player. They need more from him. But um, I think the biggest thing 
you know, from these 10 to 12, this 10 to 12 game stretch where the Penguins have been playing bad, you know, they've lost, of course, they've lost eight of their last 10 games. This 10 game stretch has been their goaltending has hit the tank and their shooting percentage has regressed so low that who knows what's going to happen. Um, I think over the last 10 games, I saw um, Danny tweeted it out this morning, um, one of my favorite uh, Penn's Twitter follows. He also writes for the Penn's blog now. His at is uh, Shirey Irving, um, S-H-I. R E Y I R V I N G. Just great, just great follow for a lot of Penguin stuff. Like I said, does stuff for Penn's blog. I'm gonna hopefully try to have him on the podcast at some point. Um, the Penguins goaltenders have an 854 save percentage over the last 10 games, and that no other team in the league has gotten worse goaltending over that time. Uh, yeah, what was once a strength for the Penguins for the first 60 games has gone into the tank. Pretty bad. It's of course it's not a good time for it to happen, especially when you're in the heat of a playoff race. You're only five points clear of the last playoff spot. That's unacceptable. You know, hopefully that can get corrected. And then of course the Penguins expected goal share. I mean, it's gone down a bit. The PDO regression is still happening. You got to think, I think the most likely thing to happen of one of the two things rebounding is I think that the expected goal share and the scoring is going to have to go up. There's just, this team is too talented for that to continue. And you know, this team, like they're just, they're too talented to be scoring two goals or less a game. It's just, it, it cannot happen, and when they're hitting the posts all the time. Uh, they're not scoring on empty nets. I mean, Cindy Crosby, I mean, the Penguins had a five-on-three in the game against the Capitals. Um, usually, Cindy Crosby buries this puck nine out of ten times, goes almost right through the blueprint, and it just passed Holpe, and he missed it. And so, um, yeah, like I said, Sid usually scores on that nine out of ten times. You know it's in the tank. You know their expected goal share in the PDO when um, pucks like that are just not going in for them. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you have to think it's going to get regress, get back to the mean at some point. But um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I had a thread this morning. You know, Adam Gretz had a really good thread last night. If you guys just want to check that out, just go follow him. He does a bunch of writing for a bunch of different sites. But, you know, I mean, I, I tweeted out, you know, we, we all know they're playing like crap. The odd man rushes are back. You know, they're, they're not working for Pox. Um, you know, I, I, I said the shooting percentage and goaltending, but I mean, you know, it, it's just, they need to get back to basics. You know, we all know they probably blew their chances of getting home ice in the playoffs, which, you know, for me personally, I, I do find a lot of value in getting home ice, especially for this team. They're one of the best teams in the league at home. Um, they're top five in the league and wins at home. I think they still about 23 right now, but you know, they just, they need to get back to basics, you know, getting pucks deep, you know, limiting the scoring chances against, not allowing six to eight on-man rushes in a row each game. Heck, yesterday after two periods, the giveaways were Penguins. They had 16 giveaways in the first two periods. Carolina had nine. That's that's unacceptable. That's not Penguins hockey. And I know Mike Sullivan has got to be fuming about that to his players. And, you know, the, the Penguins are running out of time to get this fixed. Like, do I think they'll get this fixed? You know, we're hopeful, but, you know, they're going to have a big test coming up uh, against the Devils. Yes, you, you heard me right. They are going to have a big test coming against the Devils because, oh, yeah, none of these games are gimmicks, as we've learned. They lost to the Ducks. They lost to the Kings. They lost to the Sharks. Hell, they lost to Buffalo just a little while back, even though after they beat them the third the third time was a charm. 
But, you know, none of these games inside your division are gimmicks. You know, these teams are playing, even though these, these bad teams like the Devils are playing for pride. You have a huge road trip this week. You go to New Jersey. You go to Carolina. You go to Columbus for the final time. Columbus is playing for their playoff lives. Carolina is still playing for their playoff lives. Then you come home to play the Islanders on Sunday, who, oh yeah, they're faltering at a really bad time too. And I think as of right now, this recording, they're on the outside looking in because considering how bad they've been. I think because the Blue Jackets won last night, um, I believe they have the second wild card. I'm going to have to double check the standings. But yeah, the time is running out here. They, they have to get back to basics. They have to stop limiting the odd man rushes again. So that, has, that has to get out of their system. They can't keep playing like this, you know. Or else, you know, they may not even win around in the playoffs. I think, you know, I've seen some people on Twitter, oh my god, the Penguins are going to miss the playoffs. The Penguins are going to miss the playoffs. People do people people say this every year. They, they they literally say this every year, and then of course the Penguins make the playoffs. They have Sidney Crosby and Getty Malkin. You miss the playoffs with those two. There's something seriously seriously wrong with this team. That's just not going to happen. And you know, um, Jed, you know, Jedediah had actually a really really good tweet this morning. You know, the, Peng- the past couple years for the Penguins at around this time, you know, 81 and 82 points respectively. They have 84 right now, and people are still you know. You know, saying, oh my God, they're going to miss the playoffs. They will make it. It's all fine. You know, we're going to have more coming up in the next couple segments about like, the games and all that. You know, my thread that I put on Twitter. Um, but yeah, they're going to get in. Everyone just take a deep breath. All right. So I, I still, you know, I like I said, I had my thread last night. I mean, you know, I did last night, this morning, duh. But my biggest thing, you know, if we defined every 10 to 15 game stretch of a season as bad, you know, when they, because all teams, every single NHL team goes through this, you know, the Capitals are just coming out of this stretch right now where they were playing really, really bad for the stretch of 10 to 15 games. Hell, they were Caps fans joking on Twitter during the, uh, the Caps fans game saying, wow, the Capitals finally decided to show up for a game for once. That's how bad it's been in Washington lately. Hell, even for Carolina yesterday, one of my buddies who's a, Carol- who's a Hurricanes fan that goes to, um, Virginia Tech, um, of course, that's the college I go to. You know, he was joking with me that he was surprised that they even showed up yesterday, too. He was surprised that they even potted six goals, considering that the way the Hurricanes have played lately and the fact that their goaltenders, both their starting goaltenders, are out with an injury. Um, I feel like, yeah, that loss was more embarrassing than the Capitals' loss um, because, you know, they played a third or fourth string goaltender. But, yeah, I just, you know, we, we, if every time a team had this, you know, we would be losing our minds. Um, I said before, it just, it absolutely sucks that it's this late in the season. And, you know, there's just, there's too much talent on the team to be playing like this, especially at this time of year where the playoffs, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. The playoffs are four weeks away. Um, the weather is getting nicer. You know, you, that's just, that's just when you know that the playoffs are really, really close. This is the, the best time of the year to be playing your best hockey. Um, I guess we're really, we should be really thankful that the Penguins banked a lot of points in the early part of the season when Crosby was hurt because if they didn't, uh, they could be even further down the standings right now after that, this, um, eight out of 10 losing stretch. Um, you know, it's, it's good that a lot of teams in the Metro have been playing really, really bad lately, you know, outside the Flyers who have won nine in a row and may win the Metropolitan Division. Hell, they may force Caps pens in the first round, which I would not really be a fan of because I don't really need to see that. Um, but yeah, like this, this, this is big, you know, this road, this week is so big for the Penguins. You know, I know they went two and two last week, but you know, this week is even bigger. We're getting closer. You know, you, you need to go out tomorrow night in New Jersey and just, just 
like Patrick Hornquist said, you know, after the game, I read on Rob Rossi's piece, you know, we'll, we'll see what we're made of in New Jersey. You know, I know he said that before after the going into the San Jose game, and then of course they got waxed, but you know what? Penguins tend to play their best when the stakes are the highest. Um, you know, Josh Yoey had a really, really good piece for the Athletic today, talking to Jim Rutherford, like explaining it, like is he upset? Basically, you know, the premise I got from that article is shh. He's basically like, everyone calm down, you know. I believe in Sidney Crosby. I believe in this team. You know, I, I think if who, anyone's going to get us out of it, it's the coach, Mike Sullivan, who's one of the best coaches in the league. And then, of course, um, Sidney Crosby, who is arguably still the best player in the league. But um, aside from that talk, you know, I think another big thing that needs to get fixed besides some of the stuff that I talked about is the power play. And um, I love Mark Recchi. Uh, I love, he was a great player for here. He was a great player for the Penguins, you know, many years ago. But um, if this does not change with the power play, I think he might need to be canned. Um, there's no excuse to be rolling Justin Schultz out on the on the first uh, pairing of the power play. That's complete bullshit, in my opinion. Um, he does not carry the puck very well anymore. I know he might have a booming shot, maybe a little more than Chris Letang's. But I'm sorry, you know, if you want to, I know you kick Chris Letang off. Why don't you just try John Marino on there? He moves the puck very well. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Why are you putting players on the power play that make it worse? I saw against the Capitals, they're putting Jared McCann on the first unit. It's like Mark Recchi. I mean, man, it's it's really not that deep. I just don't understand it in the power play. It's just it's just been an average power play this season, and you know that's just. That's unacceptable with the talent that this team has. You know, you can put out Cindy Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and Patrick Hornquist on the top uh, pairing. And then for the fifth spot, you can choose between whoever you want. You know, you can put Jason Zucker out there. You know, I like, I know some people have kind of said they don't want Hornquist out there, but, you know, he's actually had a really, really, really good season. And, you know, we know that Jake Ensel's absence on the top power play has been just so noticeable. His absence in the lineup as a whole is obviously very noticeable. I think if the Penguins. Um, had Jake Ensel right now, I think they'd be potentially winning some more of these games. Like he he just he provides such a scoring punch for them. Um, I miss him each and every game. But yeah, like back to the power play, it, it's just they're not. I mean, they're not getting a lot of pucks on net. I think they're overpassing in a lot of shooting situations. You know, you don't need to look like the Harlem Globetrotters just to get a power play goal. Just get back to basics with it. Get puck on net. Get pucks on net. You know, they, hopefully some of them go in, and then you know you have Patrick Hornquist right in the net front to um to clean up the mess. And you also you can probably, like I said, you can try Jason Zucker out there too. I know Brian Russ has been really really good on the power play this season. Um, keep him on the unit. Like and there's there's no point to putting Schultz and McCann on the first unit. I just like the Penguins they had, they had that five on three. I think it was what a minute and a half against the Capitals. I think they got like one or two, one, one or two shots off. They, and they, the Capitals were clearing the puck almost like at ease. And you know what? Um, that's, that's not okay. You know, if that were the Capitals in that situation, they probably would have scored within 30 seconds because their power play is mint. Yes, I know the Capitals power play has struggled this season. I don't care. They probably would have scored in 30 seconds because, you know, that's how hockey works against the Penguins. But, you know, is this, the power play is just too, they, there's too much talent on there for it to be forming at this level, and they need to work on a fix uh, very soon. You know, this should not be an average power play. You know, this should always, this power play should always, always be in the top five in the league for overall percentage and just effectiveness. You know, that you can lose games by not converting on your power play chances, and 
and that's honestly been one of the biggest reasons why they're losing games is because they're not con- contributing on the power play. You know, sure, maybe they get one power play goal in some games, but you know, they're not going like, you know, two for three, one for three, you know, one for two, one for one, two of two, three of three on the power play that we're used to seeing at times from the Penguins. You know, they're going one of four. 1 of 5, 0 of 5, 0 of 6, 1 for 6. It's like, that's not, that's unacceptable. You're getting a 5 on 3 for almost 90 seconds at times, and you're not putting the puck in the back of the net. That's not okay. I mean, I don't know how much no more I need to say it. I, I, like I said, I probably sound like a broken record. Mark Reagan needs to come up with some solutions soon for that because I think he could find himself out of a job. Um, I think, I know it's probably some of the final say runs through Sullivan. I think he needs to um, say to Reiki, you know what, stop putting Schultz and McCann on the power play. I get, you know, I'm all trying for trying new ideas, but they have to make sense. You know, like maybe putting Jason Zucker on the top power play, putting John Marino up there if, if Chris Letang is struggling. You don't need to put Justin Schultz on the second power play unit when every shot that he takes basically just goes wide and he's just been a, an utter mess for basically this entire season. So, um, yeah, that's just something I honestly never understand. All right, so I already talked a little, you know, a little bit about you know this week being the biggest week of the season now for the Penguins after dropping those two games against Carolina and Washington home. I mean, it is. You know, this road trip is so massive. You know, they need to bank points and they need to bank them now. Um, I know a lot of people are panicking, like I said. You know, let's just chill it down a little bit, eat Arby's. You know, go outside. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. Um, 67 degrees up here in Northern Virginia, just absolutely incredible. Um, you know, they need to beat the Devils. You know, that's a team that they should definitely be able to beat. The Devils are really, really bad this season. They sold at the deadline. Goaltending's been a disaster. Their defense has been a disaster. They traded a bunch of their forwards. You know, of course, like Blake Coleman, Taylor Hall. You know, Wayne, Wayne Simmons is gone. You know, Andy Green is gone. And the list goes on and on and on. That's just, it's just a bad Devils team. They need to come out tomorrow night firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm not really sure who's going to start the game against the Devils. If I'm a betting man, though, I think if they're going to go back to Matt Murray, especially after Tristan Jari did not have a good start against the Hurricanes, giving up six goals. Um, some of them definitely were um, savable. But, you know, what I'm going to be really looking for tomorrow night is how the Penguins respond to that closed-door meeting. Um, it was reported um, in Rob Rossi's article of The Athletic that, you know, they, they did have a little bit of a closed-door meeting for about five to ten minutes, I think. Um, you know, but I'm sure, you know, the leaders stood up, said what they had to say. I'm sure it was probably Sidney Crosby leading the way, Chris Letang, Evgeny Malkin probably – Speaking a little bit, hopefully that pays dividends coming into tomorrow's game in Newark. Um, the last time, I believe that's the last time that the Penguins will be um, in Newark this season. Uh, thankfully, you don't really want to stay in Newark too long because that city is a bit of a dump. Um, anyways, <laughs> enough of me shitting on the city of Newark. But yeah, like the Penguins, they just they this is the type of team you just have to beat. I know it's a little bit of a trap game, but. This time of year, the stakes are the highest for the team. You're in the playoff line. You're playing against a team that's just playing for pride, almost just tanking kind of too, you know, for trying to get the number one overall pick. The Devils, Tom Fitzgerald has done a really, really nice job of recouping um, assets for his players that he traded as the interim GM. I think he should definitely have the job at this point. But um, that doesn't, you know, that's still, with that said, you still need to go out and beat the Devils. You know, like I said, I probably sound like a broken record. They're bad. They're going to be bad the rest of the season. I think they still play them one more time. Back in Pittsburgh, you know, you win, you go go out and get these two points tomorrow night because then you have to go to Columbus. I know the Penguins played it, 
know a bit bad in Columbus earlier in the season. I think this was on um, spring break. Uh, no, spring spring break. Good Lord. I am on spring break right now. That was over Thanksgiving break. Oh, I'm just messing up everything today. I definitely have a case of the Monday Mondays, everyone. So I really do apologize for that. But yes, that game was over spring break. I believe the Penguins lost that game, what, 5-2 or something like that. Uh, it was just a really ugly game. I think that was when Mike Sullivan called it probably one of the worst games his team has played. Um, this season, I think it was right after Sidney Crosby got hurt, I want to say. I want to say it was right after he got hurt. It was very, very close, but still, the Penguins did not play well that game. Um, it was, and then now, I think that was actually the road trip where Brian Dumoulin got hurt. He got hurt, uh, the, the game after when, um, against the Blues, where, of course, he had his, uh, big ankle injury. But, yeah, you know, go out tomorrow night, get the win, get the two points, um, and you, of course, like I said, go to Columbus. That's a monster game. The Jackets have been faltering a bit lately. You know, of course, they don't have Seth Jones for the rest of the regular season. Perhaps some of the playoffs. Uh, Kim Atkinson's been banged up. They have some. They have a massive list of players that have been so hurt this season that I, I could spend probably 20 minutes talking about it. Then, like I said, they go to Raleigh to play the Hurricanes. Um, they definitely want to get probably a little bit of revenge after making Carolina look like the Harlem Globetrotters, look like the best team in the league. On Sunday afternoon, um, just ban all Sunday afternoon games, honestly, at this point for the Penguins, because it's just time after time after time the Penguins come out and they just look like utter crap in these afternoon games. I don't know what it is. It's like, do they not like playing afternoon games? Um, could they not get up for them? I know the back to back probably had something to play with it, especially on Sunday, but you know, I, it's just, it's, it's weird that, that they just play so bad in these afternoon games. I don't understand it, but, you know, the Islanders, the Islanders game, at least this weekend, will be a 6 o'clock game. That'll um, be big for the Penguins. That'll be the final time they play the Islanders uh, for the rest of the season. Um, if I'm going to check this out, actually, real quick to see if that Hurricanes game this weekend is an afternoon game. It is not the next after. They don't play another afternoon game, I think, for the next for a couple of weeks. They don't play an afternoon game until Sunday, March 22nd against the Capitals. That'll be a 12 p.m. start. Um, they still actually have three more afternoon games. They'll play the Hurricanes. Um, again, in Raleigh on the 28th, and they'll play the Flyers on the 29th. So a lot of these back-to-back afternoon games coming up, yeah, it's just not going to get any easier for the Penguins at this point um, if they want to bank points. But, you know, hopefully it starts tomorrow. Um, the stakes are very high right now. You can expect the best players to start playing like the best players. You know, <clears throat> Cindy Crosby, <clears throat> Evgeny Malkin, um, <clears throat> Chris Letang, you know, those guys, some of those guys really need to bounce back, especially Letang and Crosby, who have just been so meh. You know, these last 10 games, they have not really... Um, helped their cause, I think, one bit, you know, at least in my opinion, but, um, you know, hopefully that they'll get that going, you know, like I said, the goal 10 needs to get going too, uh, you know, you can't have a sub 900 save percentage in 10 games in a row and expect to bank points, you know, honestly on every night, any night, you know, you can't have that kind of goal 10 and expect to get wins and bank points in this league, that's just not going to happen, there are no gimme wins in this league, but, you know, go out tomorrow night, take care of business, and then the team will be feeling a lot better than themselves, even Jason Zucker, I saw quoted, said yesterday, you know, this road trip is going to be big for us, you know, get away from Pittsburgh a little bit and, you know, just basically, you know, like Patrick Hornquist said, you know, see what they're made of in New Jersey. But I think that'll be it for today's Locked on Penguins episode. Um, and everyone, just don't panic so hard yet. You know, I think they're going to make the playoffs. You know, how much noise will they do in the playoffs? I'm unsure of, but, you know, as everyone knows, they're not going anywhere if they continue this bad play up and continue this unacceptable play in the defensive zone by giving up odd man rushes, giving up so many high danger scoring chances against the goalies not 
um, having some bad numbers, you know, just all that combined, the power play, of course, you know, being really bad, like I said, they're just not going to get the results that they want um, if they're going to keep playing like this. But, you know, we'll have another episode coming tomorrow night for you all. After the Devils game, we'll break it all down, see how the Penguins, if they responded to these uh, this back-to-back sweep um, or if they, you know, they suffer another loss. But, you know, just keep it right here on Locked on Penguins. Follow my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And, oh, don't forget. Don't don't forget, you know, this is actually new for the network and everything. If you guys want to check out another really, really good show, just go to the our, actually our Locked on NHL podcast. You know, they, uh, the host there, they talk about the league as a whole. Um, it's really, really good um, weekly. You know, just check that out. You know, really make, make my day and make everyone, everyone's day over there as well but you know keep subscribing and liking the podcast keep listening and like i said we'll have another episode coming tomorrow so we will talk to you all then